Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. He's the best skate around. She's the hottest date in town. Together, they're love on wheels in Roller Boogie. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. Everybody to Movie Sucktastic episode 114. I'm tired, man. Tired. It's a long day. Brian. Long day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't get home till about 40 minutes ago. Nobody cares. We're here to talk movies. You're right. No one does care. <laughs> no. 
Nobody cares. No one cares. It's okay. It's okay. Alright. Anyway. Anyway. Hello to all of our fans out there watching live. All two of you. All of you. <laughs> all of you. Every single last one of you. Yeah. We know who you are. Well, they catch us on the rebound. We get a lot of shows downloaded after the fact, which is yeah. realistically the way most podcasts get get downloaded. You know, an audience, <coughs> an audience, an audience is just a distraction. You know, it is, it is. So, Horrible. so you challenged me, you bastard, <laughs> to the movie Roller Boogie. And and I have to, and I, I regret it for one reason, because I've been posting. Uh, I'm keeping up with the posts now. We're getting pretty steady posts on our Movie Sucktastic Facebook page okay. and our Tumblr, which is kind of replacing our blog, so to speak. Uh, it's much easier to post on the Tumblr, and and all the kids are doing it. So, if you go to Tumblr.com/slash/moviesucktastic, no, no, it's moviesucktastic.tumblr.com. If you go there, we do our all the uh, photos of the films and video clips that are available. We post them before we do the review. And every single time I posted for this movie, I had to go back and edit it because I kept typing Boogie Nights. <laughs> Just subconsciously. Uh, this coming Thursday, Boogie Nights. No. Stop it with that. Roller Boogie Nights. That should be the sequel. Roller, whoa. Starring Roller Girl. Makes perfect yeah, sense. That's it. Makes perfect makes sense. Perfect sense. Oh, yeah. So, yes, I challenged you to roller boogie. Are yes, you playing you that are. in the background? Yes, I am. Oh, yeah. But what part are you at? It's at the very beginning. It's the whole dance sequence. Yeah, the, I got to sync up. The, 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 the silly dance sequence. <laughs> you mean the awesome choreographed. I, I love to live in a world where like choreographed dancing just you know appears out of nowhere. And uh, Jim Bray who is a huge roller skating talent, apparently. Uh, apparently, when he ri- when he roller skates down the sidewalk in California, gr- crowds of roller skaters just appear behind him and follow. Pretty much. This is the, his only movie as well. He's, ne- he's never yes. done anything after this. I, and he shouldn't have done anything before this either. That's true. <laughs> he shouldn't have done this. You know, supposedly, depending on who you who believe, uh, either they picked him because they couldn't find... An actor they wanted, so they picked him because he was like the uh, stunt double. Mm. Or they they purposely didn't hire or purposely fired the one actor because he was Linda Blair's ex boyfriend. Was he really? Well, again, you, you know, conflicting stories depending on which Fine. background you read. So it's either or. But long story short, he was supposed to be the the stunt person for this, and uh, he eventually got the role as the skater. Ironically. He still has stunts performed performed for him by other stunt skaters. <laughs> so that's ironic. That is kind of or ironic. Sad. Or, or sad. Either or one. sad. Yeah. You know, one thing I noticed throughout the film is his name is uh, Bobby James. Bobby James, because Jeff Bray sounded too weird. His name is Jim Bobby Bray. James. He's not a Italian at all. Yet throughout the entire film, he's wearing a necklace with the Italian horn on it. Like your standard yeah. issue Goomba Italian horn. Seventies. <laughs> that's what you're supposed to wear. I don't know, man. That's it, just you know mafioso guys wear that shit, and guys from Joyzy. <laughs> I, I I think that's just what they wore in the seventies. 
it's possible. And it, it just and, and, I didn't see anyone else wearing it. And and uh, during this opening sequence where we just have all these choreographed uh, beautiful people scantily clad skateboard uh, roller skating across uh, this California park, palm trees everywhere. We come across one of our main heroes making out on a dumpster. Yeah. Oh, this guy. This guy here. <laughs> the guy in the pink jumpsuit. Watch watch this part. He doesn't he jumps in front of them. You could see that he jumps in front of it because of the shadow he creates on the side of the barrels. <laughs> Jumping Jack Flash. Yeah, this idiot. They introduce both of these characters and only this guy gets one other scene. <laughs> <laughs> jumping, yeah, jumping Jack Flash out of nowhere. Like, oh, here's here comes jumping Jack Flash. Everyone knows jumping Jack Flash. He jumps shit, and and then uh, we don't see him ever, ever again. And it just had to be one of those things uh, where it's like, okay, we like this guy. He, you know, he's known for this. We got to get him in the movie somehow. And that's, that's like it. Off, that's like starting off DC Cab with Mister T, and then like never having him again in the film. Right. You you got a guy in a purple jumpsuit with a flight with a uh you know air air what is it a, a aviator's flag yeah. and helmet like jumping cans and shit it's like oh here comes jumping and you give him like a really cool name and he's gone that's it <laughs> said no we'll be we'll be concentrating on, on bobby james for the rest of the film bobby james oh i like this what's that yeah like where she's taken off her top and then they pan away because this film's rated pg folks linda blair's getting naughty Naughty. Well, this this was the film that I think, I think I read that they wanted she wanted to break the mold of this child actor, you know. She so went, she plays, so she plays the child, the the attractive <coughs> child of a rich guy. Yeah, but How she's, she's uh, very, you know, suggestive, sexually suggestive towards uh, Bobby James. You know? In the she, in her TV made for TV movie when she was still like fourteen, she gets raped in a shower. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's not breaking the mold. But, but there's nothing sexy about that. That they were they were what? going for sex symbol in this. They were going for sexy, sassy. Got, what shower shower rape isn't no. sexy? <laughs> Maybe for some. <laughs> <laughs> they made the movie, so somebody they knew somebody was going to see it. That's right. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's. Uh, Pretty, pretty, pretty interesting what they were going for with this. So, well, they were going for they were going for Saturday Night Fever. I, I, dude, what I you know Saturday, everything Saturday everything down to hit. just oh, teach me how to roller dance. It's like wait a minute, yeah. Just two years it's earlier, you had Saturday Night Fever. This is disco themed as well. Obviously, they were trying to take advantage of Saturday Night Fever's success, and that's how this movie even got greenlit. Right, and and so they managed, the, and they and they said, okay, if we're going to tackle Saturday Night Fever, let's get Linda Blair, who's still well known for being a possessed child, right, and some roller skating guy no one's ever heard of. Those are our leads. Oh, yeah. good. And people, she, will come, people will come flocking, and flocking had, to this. She had just, well, she hadn't just made, but she made uh, The Exorcist Two Heretic two years prior to this, which was abysmal a bomb. This uh, roller boogie sadly, is the high point in Linda Blair's film career. I'll say it. You didn't like Repossessed, as Christian Wollner would say? <laughs> I was I, I was going to post that, but I was like, nah. <laughs> but then he posted it, and I was like, shit, I wish I posted that. 
no. I remember I, I remember uh, watching Repossessed. I think that was like in 88, 89. Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. Know, just yeah. pretty bad. Pretty bad, but funny in parts. I don't know. It's just one of those films I remember than, as a kid. Better than this. Better than this. Oh, ten times better than this. At least in some of the scenes in that film, there's some genuine chuckles. And then they give her the friend with the big tits and no personality. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I love the date rape boyfriend. When she is playing the flute, and he's practically jerking off in the room, <laughs> he's just leaning over and he's just like, uh, uh, uh. it's just, what's going on? So like, you got more hands than a poker game. <laughs> yeah. It's like the one-liners have started. Uh, and throughout I mean, throughout and this film, the there are so there's so many more women that are way hotter than Linda Blair, but they didn't have the and, star power. And, and and I want to point out since since she ends up roller skating uh, with Jim Bray and doing all these like uh, acrobatic things where he's lifting her up, so many lighter women. <laughs> I I I am the last person to criticize a woman for not being rail thin or like anorexic waif model look right but for for being somebody that's going to be performing acrobatics with a, a skater where they're lifting her and doing shit she's a bit on the heavy side i would i would i would say I, she's voluptuous i, I, I curvy. in a good way I, oh yeah no no i got right, no I problem with her body we're both type in at all she's hot we're both in agreement she's hot I've never... What I'm saying is that you, you, the, I, I don't think any roller skater guy, like ro- like professional roller skate, I don't know what the hell you call it. Uh, <laughs> what do you call it when you roller skate and do like uh, it's it's like ice skating? But I just so, call it roller. I don't dancing. know any what. I just call it roller, roller dancing. skate dancing. Okay, yeah. I don't know. I don't think any professional roller skate dancer that can't be the real fucking name looks at like looks at her and says, "Ooh, I want to lift her above my head repeatedly Bruh. while I'm on wheels." Agreed. It just, I mean, there's the one part where like every other person he meets is like 30, 40 pounds lighter. Pretty, yeah. Even her friend and could quite, <laughs> yeah, could, he could quite easily. Well, she's got the big breasts, so the, the wind drag there on that kind of stuff would be hard. <laughs> but I, I've but, never, so, I've never had a thing for Linda Blair, but she looks damn good in this movie. No, she's hot in this yeah. film. Yes, I've never, I'm with you too. She's uh, only twenty, and, and of course, twenty years old. That's that's it. And they waited too. She only has the 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 big tit friend with no personality, and then the uh, the date rape boyfriend. Because I'm telling you, there's nothing funnier than sexual assault. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but then then Jim Bray has uh, this this cavalcade of uh, three Stooges wannabes. You've got well, you got the token black guy with yeah. uh, the headphones. Yeah. And then and then he's got the uh, the Italian womanizer that was making out in the dumpster. Yeah. And then the other. Blonde guy who who uh, whose Hoppy. big thing is he eats. James Van is Patten. Hoppy. Hoppy. Uh, Hoppy is the one that eats. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The one the one who drives a fruit truck and we've never seen him sell any fruit ever. <laughs> now again, I'm not I'm not aiming for realism. I don't think we have to watch him like restocking it and like taking inventory. But just show him sell a fucking pear, please. <laughs> just just give me a reason why he's driving around town. In this truck of this truck, this fruit truck that does not have a swarm of flies following it, so I'm assuming it's fresh fruit. Yeah, on a daily basis, just driving it around. Fruit doesn't last that long. The fruity, so, the fruity free guy, he's selling, he's selling ice cream. The fruit of freeze, 
Yeah. He's selling ice cream. The, the fruit guy's dry, he's like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, put put my roller skating guy in a full Nelson instead. No. Yeah. yeah. And it, going back to Hoppy, he uh, my favorite line in the film involves him. <laughs> Which one? It's when they drive up to the party so they can ask her father for legal advice. And uh-huh. he drives up with that shitty fruit truck. And they get out. Mm-hmm. And the valet guys, the one guy uh, says, deliveries are around back. And with that, without missing a beat, he goes, how about I deliver you? <laughs> <laughs> but just the way he says it, his reaction, the timing, it's the best line in the movie, that- I think. Now I've got some. I, I have a better best line in the film. But first, I think we we need for those that haven't watched this wonderful film, we need to go over to basic setup. This is the scene, plot. by the way, for anyone that's uh, watching live. This is the scene where the boyfriend is practically jerking off. Here it is. <laughs> Here it is. Here it's covered up. <laughs> he's like, he's like, well, look at Look at showing like all. <laughs> look at those legs. She keeps adjusting her pants or her skirt too. Well, and it's the, like sitting wide open. The boyfriend's just like, oh. oh, he's fighting the bulge. That's why his legs are crossed. <laughs> he's tenting, <laughs> and then hold, while he's holding mom's hand, you can't tent while you hold mom's hand. That's just wrong <laughs> on, on several levels. But the, the basic plot of the film is that Linda Blair is this uh, rich girl who likes to roller skate. A very rich family. Father's a lawyer. Uh, ex, uh, pseudo boyfriend's a pervert, and she falls in with the, the bad crowd of uh, of urban roller skaters. And they band together to save the roller rink that is threatened by this evil land developer that wants to turn it into a mall. So he uh, he forces them to sell it, and then it becomes a race against time to because then they uh, and that, point, and that storyline comes out of nowhere. Well, that storyline comes out of like the Three Stooges or like uh, they're, they're, <laughs> the plot the plot the the uh, plot device of. Oh, eavesdropping on a crime in progress and accidentally recording it, and then it's a race to get the recording to the authorities at the end. That's like right out of old Ebbett Costello films. Well, yeah, yeah, no, that's and, true. You know, it's right, so it's it's yeah. I mean, and again, we're not seeking originality here. It's it's supposed to be a romantic comedy about roller skating or roller disco, whatever. Right. But that's the main complication. So there's really nothing going on besides. Uh, she falls for the roller skate guy. Then they break up. Then they get together. They break up. They get together. Oh, we have to save the roller rink. Then we win the uh, roller rink contest at the end. Oh, what? <laughs> you just just summed up that the whole film. For. Yeah, that's pretty much. <laughs> just summed up the it. whole but, movie. Well, as I said on uh, the, our Facebook and on our Tumblr, I posted the YouTube videos that had the beginning, the opening skating sequence, and the ending skating sequence. Yeah. If you just watch those two, you've technically watched the film. Yeah, the middle parts aren't really that important. No, they're they're bad too. Uh, it, it's it just drags on. It's a slow moving film. It's an uh, hour and forty five minutes. Yeah, who's the actor that plays the uh, the pervert boyfriend? Oh, I forget which um, one. The hell's his name? Roger Perry plays. Is it the, Mark uh, Goddard? The I think it's Mark Goddard. Let me just verify that. No, no, I don't think it's Mark no, no, it's not Mark. No, Goddard. no, 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 no. I, th- I think Mark, Mark, isn't Mark Goddard the bad guy? He is the bad guy. Yeah. I hate it when these actors don't have pictures next to their names, and it just means that they're <laughs> they're in their fifties or sixties, and they're like, ah, computers. <h. laughs> what was the what was the boyfriend's name? Was I it? I don't uh, know. 
I kind of glazed over. <laughs> I think it's Michael. Franklin? No. No. It... My favorite character is Sergeant Danner, played by Patrick White. <laughs> Listen, that outfit, he has no business wearing that outfit. Yes, he does. It's the best <laughs> outfit in the world. Uh, every every kid's every like uh, like delinquent movie should have a, a beat cop wearing like wearing blue shorts and a skin tight white t shirt that says police on his like uh, over his left tit. I think it's perfect. It's just so bad. <laughs> so fucking. And he's bad. got and he's got the mustache too. <laughs> I think it's Franklin. the only thing. That, the only thing that would make it better is if it was the mustache man. As the cop. Jeez. <laughs> now, my favorite lines, uh, I mean, besides the poker game one, mm-hmm. when, when, when the girlfriend point pulls up, I think later, I think uh, after this scene here that we're, we have playing in the background, uh, when she first meets Hoppy, right. and Hoppy says, and I quote, hey there, Twin Peaks, Ready for some mountain climbing? (laughs) How's the valley looking? (laughs) Just in case you don't get the subtlety of that phrase, they make sure they have a nice close-up shot of her cleavage just after he says that. Yep. Just just in case you were confused. There's only one black person in this film with a speaking role. Yeah, and that's the friend. Yeah. That's why Jumpin' Jack Flash didn't... Wasn't Jumpin' Jack Flash black? Yes, he was. Yeah, see, all the other blacks didn't get speaking roles in this. Yeah, 70s equality, my ass. It's a disco movie, and they're all white. Come on. It's <laughs> not fair. <coughs> they really they really did attempt. And you know, the, the, the main plot like of the film, it, it, one part is the roller skating dance-off, you know, roller boogie. The other one is... The, the roller, it, no, wait, now, hold on, hold on. i got to stop you there, because just to be, be fair, the rollers boogie dance-off, is almost like the bowling tournament in the Big Lebowski. Yeah, they talk so much about it, and then the and if they didn't show the roller thing at the end, you wouldn't be surprised. That's how that's how unimportant it is to the film as a whole. Right. So I mean, that's it's you can call it a subplot, but I really think of it more as just something they mention occasionally and show once. Yeah. I just the fruit truck has more bearing on this film than the actual roller derby uh, boogie festival contest dance thing at the end. Roller boogie. But the uh, the subplot of of Jammer being forced out of his business so they can build whatever, like you said, a, a mall. Mall, yeah. That's what this place, that's all this country needs is another mall. <laughs> but, you know, they were going to offer him a substantial amount of money. They were going to buy him out. It was all legal. Sure, they were being forceful about it, but they threatened to burn the place down with kids in it. I know, but yeah. as far as all the paperwork goes, it was all legit. <laughs> <laughs> but where I'm going with it is, it's a roller skating disco. Uh-huh. Disco was dead in a year after this, maybe a year. Well, well where, yeah, I'm, where, where I'm going with it is, it would have benefited him. If he had just sold the place and ran with it, because his business was it was going to be out of business in a couple of years anyway. But where would all the kids have gone? Hindsight's twenty twenty. I'll tell you, uh, when this film was made, 
It was like disco is going to live forever. You know, roller skating is the best. You know, shit disco's like that. Ever man, disco's forever man. But uh, in in the realization of of it all, selling would would have been the smartest move he ever did. But I like the part where they're talking about him closing it too, and and one person says, "But the con, but the contest, we've all been practicing for months for that." (laughs) Okay. Uh, that, that that ramps up the tension there, doesn't it? Sure does. <laughs> now, now, now the scene you talked about with the uh, with the why don't I why don't I drive you? Oh yeah, why don't I deliver you? Why don't I deliver you? Uh, that's where the the uh, the delinquents go dressed in funny costumes to the the rich person's ball and a rich person's party out of out of and looking out of place so they can ask her father, the attorney, to to help them, and then of course come to find out her father the attorney is the attorney for the guys that are threatening the close threatening to burn the ring down right so uh my favorite line is also from that scene though when they're all at around the buffet and the uh the, who, who's the sexy one on the dumpster again was that gordo uh yes Gor- when uh Hoppy, Hoppy, what the, what, where do these names come from? Hey, did, nobody called them, nobody was called Hoppy or Gordo in the, in, in uh, the 70s. I, I, I refuse to believe that. Everyone had some sort of a nickname, but those are shitty nicknames. I, ref, I refuse to believe that. Oh my god, uh, Jim, uh, fucking Jim Bray's pants are tighter than Linda Blair's. Yeah, they are. <laughs> my god. Her ass, I'm trying to see. His ass, I've got a clear picture of. I just, okay, oh, that's what it looks like. Yeah, no, I, I know. I, I, no surprises here. But my favorite line is when they're at the buffet and uh, Hoppy knocks Gordo and Gordo says, uh, look what you made me do. You made me drop my horse Doovers. Horse Doovers. <laughs> and I, that, that's, that's been in my head as a child. In, during my childhood, I watched this on cable and I've always called them horse Doovers because of that. Because of this film? Yeah, it's always been stuck in my head. I always remembered that line, horse Doovers. Horse Doovers. I've always called them horse Doovers, but... I never really, I never saw this one. I, I remember Linda Blair in tight shorts, like low cut tight shorts. I remember well, that. Other than that, well, I don't remember tights, this movie at all. Even the tights she's wearing in this scene, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she's she's definitely going for like sexy, sexy uh, leading model. <laughs> she's possessed role by pump. the devil. <laughs> oh, probably too much. I think she's trying to get too sexy in this. Well, I think that's what they were they were going for. They were trying to push her yeah. into sex symbol status. She's twenty years old. Uh, she's she's not a kid anymore. She wants to move away from you know all the stuff that she was doing as a child actor. And in her history, when you go read about her on Wikipedia and whatnot, she uh, she went for the role in the Blue Lagoon and she didn't get it. Went to Brooke Shields. So they were definitely going. This was the stepping stone to try and push her into that sex symbol status. And this was pretty much it. It, it, she just fell on her face from this film on. I think she was what? trying to go for all of those roles, and they were just going to other actresses until she kind of just went into well, uh, uh, you know obscurity. Her her manager should be uh, just beaten with a wet phone book for thinking that this was going to be good for her career. Her agent, right. whoever. I mean, because first of all, the, the, in trying to make her a leading person. They're they're going way too much with sexy stuff. I mean, the, oh, the yeah. tights and the shorts and the dressing scene, it's way too over the top. As far as like, oh, see, see, she's hot. See, see, it's and it's almost like she's trying to escape that little girl persona, right? And uh, 
matching her up with there's those tight pants. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that's I, that's what I wanted to see. And uh, matching her with a leading a leading actor who can't act, who isn't an actor, and who just goofily trips through the film trying to act natural and not even succeeding in acting natural is a great disservice to her because she has nothing to act with. She has nothing to act against. Right, right. The scene where she slaps him. Yeah. And let's, 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 let's gloss over the fact that the script is horrible too. The whole film feels thrown together. Like they, like they took two screenwriters and said, listen, we need to do, uh, we need to do Saturday Night Fever, but with roller skates, give me a script in two days. Beyond that, when, in the scene when they're on the beach and she slaps him, you can see him tensing up for the slap a good like five seconds before. <laughs> yeah, you could see it in it, just in his body structure, uh, yeah, body I language. Mean, I mean, his face structure. It's it's just all like wait. It's like hey, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. So tensed up. Yeah, this guy. The only the only scenes where he seems almost natural in is where he's trying to get in her pants, and even then, I don't buy it. Right. In the least. So it's it's a real disservice to her. I mean, and and also, as a child actress, she didn't do much. No, I would say no, not really. And it it almost feels like it almost feels like she's 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 not as experienced as her reputation is. I've seen far better performances from actresses her age and younger who who were like I mean, and, and who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she was like dedicated to the acting craft. It just feels like that time period where she just got thrust into films. Like, okay, I'm an actress now. Yeah. And okay, now I I pretend. <coughs> Obviously, so much more than that. What was the first movie we uh, we all got to see Linda Blair's boobs in? Was it Chained Heat? I think it's Chained Heat. But you know, by that point, it's too late. Yeah, I mean, and she wasn't she wasn't stuff before The Exorcist. What was she? 20, well, and, she and was like twenty four when she did that. Chained Heat. Chained Heat. Uh, Eighty three. So yeah. she was born in sixty nine. Yeah, she was twenty four. Yeah. She was in Savage Streets too. That's right. Mm-hmm. I, I have the poster for that. I was going to post that up, uh, but I didn't. Yeah, I didn't want to confuse anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Born innocent. God, she did that the year after The Exorcist. How do you go from The Exorcist to that? Uh, bad agent. Yeah, you know there were a lot of actresses in the seventies that thrived on like Oscar nominated roles and whatnot, and she was getting after The Exorcist. She should have been getting primo stuff. And she did from 1974 to 1978, she did five TV movies. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she only did two real films. And that was Airport 1975 and the, the horrific Exorcist Two: The Heretic. Which I've never seen, by the way. I've only seen oh, I've uh, only seen clips of it. I I've seen the one part where they put electrodes on her head. That's it. That's you know what? I that's the only scene I've seen as well. You know why? I, I think that's the scene that they put in compilations everywhere. Yeah, that's the scene they show to say, "Oh, you remember this film?" Right, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, look, she's kind of halfway hot in the scene too. She's wearing like some sort of like a hippie headband or something. I think they did that back then. Yeah, I think I, don't know, I might be thinking of something else. Yeah, but, um, oh, oh the other, my other favorite line, too, is when they just, they're talking about uh, what to do for Jammer after they overhear him being threatened by the thugs. And the uh, the one guy, uh, I think it's Jim Bray, he says, uh, 
no one's going to arrest a guy with a $600 suit on. Yeah, and if they do, they're not going to do anything about it. Like, really? Oh, this is the the picture that you posted. <laughs> oh, the Muscle Beach the, picture? The beach, uh, yeah, Muscle Beach. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's, it's way... I don't know. Again, the, the film just really tries to get... I think Xanadu had more... Uh, Unbelievable, like uh, outdoor sequences. I know. It's just oh, and that guy's like wearing nothing in the background. Oh, just flesh-colored shorts. Oh, <laughs> that's so unfortunate. And they're loose too, so things are dangling. No, they're loose. No, and, and he's doing the push-up. No, don't do that. <laughs> oh, at least, at least he's got the full uh, beard going. That's that's uh, yeah. <laughs> and then they got Jim Bray, who's like the least built out of all these. People. Oh yeah, this is, my time is my own, man. Yeah. Now. <laughs> Now apparently the guy was a very popular athlete uh, as uh, in the skate ro- in the roller skating circuit. I read one thing where it said that when he did this film, he he uh, he gave up his amateur status to make the movie. I guess thinking it was his big break. Ha! <laughs> and I, I read an interview. Uh, I think it was a Canadian paper. I forget. I, I, he he did a bunch of Team Beat magazines and stuff after this. And I read an interview where he said, "Yeah, I'm working on a a, a, a TV show." And there's no record of that TV show ever happening, so I'm guessing that fell through. Yeah, wow. And so I think like this was like his like oh this is gonna, this is gonna you know uh, catapult me into the limelight. When he when he when he gave up his amateur status to do this film, he had something like 275 trophies for roller skating. Jesus Christ! And it scares the living shit out of me that there were 275 trophies to be had at least for roller skating. <laughs> There's a trophy for fucking everything back then. I mean, now, and I, I don't follow sports, so please, you know, point out my ignorance here. At some point in the film, I think during the Muscle Beach part scene, they call him uh, Mr. Olympics because his, his his goal is to become an Olympic roller skater. Is roller skating an Olympic event? I didn't think it was. Or, or was it? I, you know what? If it was, it isn't anymore. And if it if they put it in the film because they were maybe petitioning to get it uh, an Olympic sport, uh, it failed. <laughs> but uh, it's not an Olympic sport now, nor do I ever think it was. I mean, I guess we can look it up real quick. I'm looking it up as we talk. No, it, it was going to be considered with other roller sports, uh, but the Olympics committee chose not to include it in the Olympics. Does, Smart move. Does it give a year? Smart. No, it does not give a year. So, but this, it asks about rollerskating and not rollerblading. I think they're still trying because there are some things here about uh, rollerblading committees trying to get it. Uh... Yeah, they're still proposing. Like... <laughs> I'm dying. That that is whatever my You're... children have given me. <laughs> don't you have a don't you have a mute button, sir? Holy shit! I do. <laughs> I thought my, I thought my computer I, was going to explode. Or I, something. I couldn't get it to it in time. Ah. <laughs> uh. So no, no roller, roller skating was not an Olympic sport. That I guess I guess at that point it was so popular that they, it was kind of like a given. Oh, it'll be an Olympic sport. Uh, so maybe that kind of crushed his dreams too. I feel kind of sad for uh, Jim. Uh, I keep want to call him Jim Brandy. Jim Bray. What? I don't know. what? Jim Bray. This is the stupid fucking name, Jim Bray. What? What's Bray? <laughs> Jim Bray. Stupid name. Change your. He should have changed his name into like Rock Rock uh, Samson or something. Rock Samson. But. Anything like something manly, you know, be the manliest thing about him. 
but I, I feel kind of bad for him now because all of a sudden he's doing Team Beat magazine reviews and uh, interviews. And like, oh yeah, I'm I'm going to be at the Olympics soon because skating's become an event, and I got a TV show coming up. And then all all he has now is like this one IMDb page, and that's it. <laughs> it's the one IMDb. I I have more IMDb entries than this guy. <laughs> did you and find? I, and I've you, never. Yeah. What? <laughs> did you find out what the budget was for this at all? Because I can't find oh, it no, anywhere. I, I didn't even. I didn't even look. I know that it ma- it made thirteen million dollars at the box office, which for nineteen seventy nine. I read it. Yeah, I read that it good. didn't bomb. Yeah, I read that it didn't bomb, but it didn't do anywhere as good as they had hoped it to do with the whole uh, (coughs) Saturday Night Fever tie-in. They did not do that well. Oh, okay. I'm dying here. Is she topless? Oh, no, she's not topless. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, She should be. She she should be. Uh. (laughs) Like that, so (laughs) do you really want to have sex here? Sure. I like Santa McCrack. (laughs) I can't believe you said that. Both I can't believe I said that. Oh, I, <laughs> I can't believe you're speaking like that. You dirty slut. Uh, and uh, in much in the 70s fashion, to, uh, to so the soundtrack, the, their main thing was to sell the soundtrack with this film as well. Oh, sure. Like, you've seen the movie. Now own the soundtrack. I mean, they had everything from you know, Earth, Wind, and Fire to Super Tramp. I mean, just... They had all of these, uh, you know, songs by all these famous artists, and uh, you know they were selling that soundtrack through the whole film. There wasn't five minutes that went by without hearing a song of some kind. That was just, you know, what they did. But uh, no, it's uh, it's pretty bad. Um, I mean, what else well, can you most say? Most of the films you watch are bad. That's the whole point. I even kind of I'm I'm kind of blanking out on the whole chase sequence here. Yeah, all this fucker does is like eat his own fruit and juggle it. I haven't seen him sell one kumquat. <laughs> Nothing. He doesn't sell a goddamn thing. He doesn't even have like a money belt. A money belt. No, you're right. He, he, yeah. It's got nothing. Jumpin' Jack Flash. I don't see Jumpin' Jack Flash in the credits. Am I missing him? Is Jumpin' uh, Jack you know Flash what? uncredited? Is it now it says featured skater. I bet they just use his real name. That's what I'm betting. Oh, I don't see a jumping Jack Flash in here. I, now, I maybe the credits of this film might show jumping Jack Flash and then his real name, and IMDb is just putting his real name next to featured skater. Well, but they usually show the credits as they appeared, though. That's that's weird. Let's see. And I'm assuming Are there any names Jack Flash. that stick out as someone that might be wearing a pink suit and is black? Oh, you know what? <laughs> I feel even worse for Jim Bray now, too, because also, at the end of the film, she leaves him. That's right. She does. She leaves him to go to Juilliard. <laughs> she, she takes her fancy car and drives away and leaves him with his his, his skate, <laughs> skate his, trophy. His the, dreams. The last one that Jim... Most likely the last one that Jim Bray ever got. <laughs> he gave up his amateur status to be in this film. And then his whole skate roller skating world crumbled around him. And you know what's interesting about her leaving him at the end? I mean, that's what people did. And up until the digital age where you could talk to I mean, someone what, through Skype and through you know having a cell phone and literally get in touch with them, 
immediately at any second of the day, whether it's through texting or any of the other things I mentioned. Back then, if she goes to Juilliard, they're they're either talking on the phone or someone's driving out to somewhere to see each other. And that's it. Relationships today, people's interaction today is so different than it's ever been. People don't talk on the phone. People don't talk on the phone anymore. They text each other. If they don't have to talk on the phone with you, they don't. You can't get away from people now. You pretty much. So the end of this film now would just be, just be you know, see in a month, you know, see in two months, and skyping every other night, video skyping every. It's just it's so different. The end of this film, then you're watching in 1979 back then, and. I'm sure someone genuinely got choked up. It's just not like that anymore. Those days are way gone. Way gone. When, hell, when I met my wife and she went to Italy for two (laughs) weeks, there was no communication. And that's just like 12 or 13 years ago. Not that long. Speaking of communication, I don't don't know if we're on that part yet. It's probably coming soon. Where she, uh, she goes and... She calls the payphone near his house. Oh God, yeah. Or near his apartment, and has the guy get get him. And then, she, so he already knows she has a, a, a car phone, which is rare back then, I guess. Right. And so he already knows she has one. So the guy at the payphone calls him down from his window, says, "Yeah, there's a lady on here who wants to talk to you," and it's her. And he's like, "How how do you, how did you know I was here?" Says the nice shirt you're wearing. Says, "This is weird." <laughs> this is weird. How do you know what color my shirt? It's it's like he's not getting it. It's like, can you read my mind? Oh my god! <laughs> I, mean, I mean, are you physic? I don't understand. This is weird. What's going on? It's like I'm over here. How how are you over there now? Did you teleport? I don't. Wow! This 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 guy's an idiot. Run. <laughs> Go to Juilliard. Get a nice smart guy that's not a little bit less date rapey than the the guy your mother's trying to hook you up with, that's and right. just, just a little bit. You know, just just enough. And 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 flee this this roller skating goon as fast as possible. <laughs> and 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 you're right too. It's even sadder because you can just assume that after disco died, the roller skating disco like dries up after two years. Jammer uh, just boards the place up or burns it down himself with the insurance money. And then there's there's uh, there's poor Bobby Johnson, Bobby John, Bobby Jones, Bobby, Bobby James, James. <laughs> or Bobby James just standing there with his trophy. Uh, Olympic roller skating it's dreams. Like, what happened, man? Crushed. Everything used to be so Bo- good. Both the character and Jim Bray must have just like led dis- uh, horrible, horrible lives after this. <laughs> yeah, this is a sad movie. Yeah, all around, pretty bad, pretty sad. Oh, and and the screen and the screenwriter. Oh, by Barry Schneider. Also- Barry Schneider, take this job and shove it. Har- Harper Valley PTA. Oh, he wrote Deadly Force. He did write Deadly Force. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, didn't I just get a copy of this Deadly Force with Wingshauser? What am I thinking of? No. No, I'm thinking. Of, I'm thinking of a different one. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was the martial arts guy. I'm thinking of. Right. What was that one? Right. <laughs> Wings Hauser. Wings Hauser. This is the scene, by the way, where she's uh, in the on the car phone. <laughs> He's like, "Who is this? How are you doing that?" <laughs> See, I have money, and I have 
I have an antenna in my car where I can make phone calls. You wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> you poor, poor bastard. And this guy is in the window. Like, you'll be right here. And everyone roller skates in this movie. Obviously, that's what they're pushing. But right. barely anyone is walking on their own two feet. They're roller skating everywhere. As they should. It just I could just see there's a scene in the film where it pans to a, podiat- podi- a podiatrist's office where he's like, I'm getting 20, 30 athletes' foot cases a week. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what the hell's going on. The crazy I part is... <laughs> the crazy part is they're all in the uh, 15 to 25-year-old range. It just is crazy. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not going to... Uh, business is booming. It's great. But it's crazy. <laughs> oh, and, and they, squeeze, they, they squeeze that little scene of the... Uh, of the of Jammer, the the owner of the roller rink, rink, since he's an older guy, yeah. they have him like sticking cotton in his ears. Oh, I can't tan this music you kids listen to these days. No, oh, right. Or how about the father? The how, how, <laughs> oh, how about his, one of the best quotes from the father, where he's like, "It's that skating, isn't it? It's that insane disco music thing." <laughs> it's just, what do you want to be when you grow up? That's right. <laughs> I want to rock. I love, I love, and I love the scene where, where, uh, I mean, she already runs away from home because she doesn't like to think her parents are listening to her. So she right. goes back and tells the father that this guy that the father's working for is a scumbag, is, is like a, is a criminal. Not only is the father, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. I, I lost the hearing on my headphones again. I hate when that happens. Uh, not only does the father not believe her. Your audio is coming he, in. It's, it's weird. It's actually me? coming in clearer. Really? Well, now it's back to normal, but it was almost heightened, like something was very weird. Do it with my mind. With anyway, mind. so not only does he not believe her and take his uh, his client's word over her, like he demands she apologize to him and lets the guy demean his daughter in front of her, and then when she says like she uh, tells him she's not gonna, and that he's a dirtbag, he she slaps her, <laughs> and but then, I mean, there's no going back after that, is there? I mean, honestly, no. At that point, it's like, fuck you, Dad, I'm burning the house down with you in it. Right. Uh, you know, it's, it's like, I'm going to go get knocked up by the roller skate guy. How about that? Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> at, least the mother, at least the mother, when she comes back, is like, are you pregnant? Yeah, right. They've been gone a day. How long does it take? How long does it take these days? It's like, wow. <laughs> Money has really skewed your knowledge of just scientific fact now, hasn't it? And, and, it just, uh, you've obviously been pregnant. You've had a now, child. It isn't funny how back in the seventies and eighties, uh, well, part of the eighties, uh, but it's definitely the seventies. The main, the, the you always had that class struggle of the lower class, upper class, and the upper class were always like the, the uh, the ignorant, arrogant, uh, if not if not bad guys, just the out of touch people that that have lost touch with. I get you know the part where the father says, "My daughter has this weird idea that she needs to save the unwashed masses." Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, wow, okay. What Why a don't you just call them dirt? Yeah, he's yeah, like you can't get any more classes than that. And now the films these days, it's the people that live in the fucking houses and are the clients that are the attorneys for like uh, rich client, the, the rich people, the upper, you know, this top ten percent, two percent, whatever. They're the uh, people we watch now. They're the ones we want to watch have things in, in films. Yeah, that's true. Even even if they're not that rich. It's still the the upper middle class that we tend to gravitate towards. I mean, and if you like home uh, Home Alone, 
Uh, I mean, I'm just just going back like the '90s, Home Alone, City Slickers. These are all well, uh, you know, well-to-do people that have time to like take 18 kids on a vacation, or uh, you know, or, or go on a dude right. ranch for a month. It, it's it's these these are wealthy people. We don't. And back then, it was okay. Our heroes are the the kids that can't afford to to you know eat, <laughs> but they're still but they're still spending the money on roller skates. These are our heroes. Now it's it's uh, you know the just it, the kids like oh I I, can't, I I gotta talk to my parents and let me borrow the Beamer tonight and they, and they, haha this comedy's great it, it's 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 just <laughs> weird where the 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 and I, I'm not trying to get into a political thing here but as the upper class has actually gotten as the disparity between the rich and the poor has gotten greater in this country most of our entertainment is is focusing on the the more well-to-do people as the common man as opposed to the people that are lower. Right, and yeah, and maybe right, it's right. just you know, and, and I think like uh, Ra- the Reagan America really just kind of wiped that out with the whole yuppie worship thing, and that was a whole new generation there where we started worshiping the rich. But so it's kind of weird watching these films back then, where I mean, we still have rich people as evil. Don't get me wrong, but when you watch a film like this, yeah, it's like so blatantly, it's so like change. horribly blatant. You know, hey, my daughter in the unwashed masses. You apologize to the to, to the guy. I'm 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 uh, right. I'm bu- you know, I, I'm I'm building malls too because I'm sure this guy's not crooked, even though he just like oozes. And he didn't change. Oozes. He didn't change sides until he heard the tape, and only the part of the tape where he said that he would burn the building down. And you never know; there might be some kids in it. <laughs> didn't change the mind. Didn't change the mind when his clients' goons were attacking teenagers at his party. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Literally attacking teenagers at his party. Nothing seems to be fishy here. Obviously, the, they were just upset that these kids were crashing my my party. <laughs> it, it, it's just it's so ham fisted. But that was all it took back then. It was just okay. The rich, yeah, obviously we don't like them. Yep. <laughs> so that's interesting. I don't know. It is interesting. I I, I just want to see more of the the, the dumpster. At what, at what point do you make out on a dumpster? <coughs> um, you know, I can answer that question, but you know what? It isn't in broad daylight. Nah, no, no, no. On a beach, that's that's not where that occurs. It, it occurs. You got low uh, tide. Sometimes. You got you got the combination of low tide and a dumpster. Who's not vomiting on each other at that point? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I want to see the fifteen minute scene where he talked her into getting on the dumpster. No, baby, come on. Trust me. <laughs> He's much more comfortable than it looks. Trust me. I've been up here a lot. This is this is my dumpster, baby. Be my dumpster, look baby. Sp- <laughs> look at Springy. 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 Yeah. I'm going to treat you like a dumpster. I'm going to knock you up in it, and then later on, we'll dump the baby in the same dumpster. I'm going to dump in it's, your dumpster. That's the circle, that's the circle of life. Uh, see, you, be, you win. That, that's better. That was better. <laughs> Your your yeah your 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 uh, your uh, anal anal sex joke beats my dead baby joke. There you go. <laughs> Hands down, and every, I cannot every, compete with that. Every time. Every time. Every anal time. joke, anal sex jokes beat dead baby jokes every time. There you go. Just just ask Rex Santorum. Hey. 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 All um. Right. So. <laughs> not much else to say about Roller Boogie. Uh, the who, who? What's the best performance in the film? I think it's it's uh, the best performance in the movie. Best performance in the movie. I, I, I'm going with uh, maybe I'm going with Sergeant Dan. I was going to go the same thing. The cop. <laughs> He's not even a cop. He's uh, 
uh, what the hell is he? I, actually, he's, yeah. a, he's like Boardwalk Patrol. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Beach Patrol. Beach Patrol. When they play, when they play the tape at the end that has yeah. the, has the, uh, the 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 hood threatening jammer to, to burn the place down, any other actor would have like had the character looking up and listening. Instead, he glances down to the right and he has this almost sad, wistful look, expression on his face, like like ah uh, the. <laughs> I, I can see like poetry going through his mind as he thinks about the the complications of man and why why is why is it always to come down to this kind of uh, this kind of conflagration <laughs> when really all we need is just to you know the, just to embrace one another arm in arm. Oh, the tape's done. Let me get, let me get this guy. Get, 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 I can't even fucking talk. I apologize for so, that. I just started babbling. You think he's a but, much uh, he's a much more complicated character than given what's on the screen. When he's taking a knee with the kids, it goes. All the paperwork's good. There's nothing I can do. It's Legit. Like, I, yeah, I bought that performance. I was like, this guy's. This guy cares about the kids. And He's not, there for the kids. And not for nothing. I, I but saw, I, I guarantee you that Patrick Wright had, had a background for that character. Maybe. I, I, when when he when he just in those two scenes when he tells the kids that there's nothing he could do and he wish he could help them and when he's just just has that that philosophical gaze in his eyes while he listens to this this confessional tape you know that that patrick wright he knew where sergeant danner went to to training he knew why sergeant danner became a cop in the first place he knew why sergeant danner you know uh quit vice and took the patrol on the beach because he cares about the kids man (laughs) you know in that place uh it was sold it was sold. If the if the goon had just let them have that roller boogie contest, it was sold. Yeah, right. But he's like, no, I want the tape. Like, what the fuck? The tape doesn't matter. I'm letting you have the place if we just have the contest tonight. And the guy has to be persistent. Give me the tape. Give me the tape. And then he and, just and, it fucking exploded course, all over his face. And the whole end like has that weird kind of surreal. Uh, teen movie ending where nothing really makes sense because they pull the guns on the kids and then uh, then the, uh, what's his name, uh, Complete Controlled Conway smashes into the guys and they disarm them. So then the cop and the lawyer and and the lawyer's wife show up out of nowhere, I guess, right. to defend the guy. And no one, everybody's saying, oh, oh no, we, honestly, we have a tape here that proves that he, uh, he, he was uh, strong-arming him into selling the place. No one's mentoring the whole thing of no, they have guns, and they were going to shoot us. Right? <laughs> can we can we can we nail them on the having guns and threatening to shoot us part? Because that's got to be illegal too. Yeah. Do, do you and have permits the, for these guns? <laughs> and then the father again. He's in a, he's in the, the track suit, so he's a rich asshole. But he's he's like, oh, I, I I I have to protest against this kangaroo court. It's not a kangaroo court. It's not a court. It's a fucking roller rink, and they're just talking. There's nothing legal here. Why why right. are you going to legal precedence? <laughs> it's like, dude. Why don't you just pull, and pull the guns out again? You guys can talk about it and, and get everybody right, out. Because he's a what? lawyer and he's throwing his weight around and he's got to, you know, it, just what he's doing in the scene. But everybody's li- you, even, even <coughs> I, I, I think in that situation, I think Sergeant, Sergeant Danner was biding his time. Probably, yeah. Like, this fool doesn't realize this isn't a court at all, but I'm going to let him talk. And when he's done, I'm going to bring order to this because I care about the kids. <laughs> it's all about Sergeant, the kids. And re- you remember, Sergeant Danner, he cares about the kids. I'm not buying the scene either here, where she falls and then 400 people fall behind her. It's like really, I'm not buying it. Same thing. Same thing with the pool scene. One person falls in, then next thing you know, the entire fucking party is in the in the fucking water. That's comedy. 
sir. It's not. Comedy. No, I wasn't laughing. Oh, you weren't? No. Not me neither. It just... Okay, how many more people need to fall in? And I think I, I, I went back and forth with the, uh, on AIM today. It's like, it's a pool. Not the goddamn Atlantic Ocean. You're in a pool. I, I What's wish, the problem? I, I wish I had had the foresight when I challenged you to this film to make it a double feature and make you watch this with Skate Town USA with Patrick yeah. Crazy. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that people kept, uh, when in doing the homework for this, Skate Town USA kept coming up. And I was mm-hmm. like, I can't challenge you to Skate Town USA. I- I'm just fucking roller skated out. I-, I just, I can't, I can't do it. Which is why I wish I'd done a double feature because I know, I, I, I know for a fact you're not going to challenge me that. No, fuck no. All right, well let, let's let's wrap up here with okay. our roller boogie uh, review, and let's rate it on IMDb. Now give the official movie sucktastic rating. Currently at three point six. Correct. And I would say three. Maybe even a two. Right, just just, it, just, just for it. the disco, the hair, <laughs> and well, you're uh, knocking off for that. You're, you're yeah. getting negatives, right? Yes. All right. Let's 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 give let's give one star for Sergeant Danner. Okay. Does let's th- give one star for Linda Blair being hot. Okay. Because th- she is in the film. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's, that's sure. That's a given. Uh, and let's give I'd roller one boogie star for Horse Duvers. Horse Duvers. Yes. Do we want to give any more stars for this? Is three star? Is it really that bad? Three stars? I know I was just making fun of the script and everything. It is poorly written. Uh, and and again, <coughs> uh, it can't go above three. Because then, it, then, it, then it's four. Then it's too close to five, which makes it average. And it's it doesn't below, deserve below four average. because the, yeah, the, your your lead actor can't act. Your lead right. actor is not an actor. Right. Not I, unacceptable. Three is fine. I, I I'm good with three. Yeah, yeah. You know, if if there was more, if there was more like Jim Cott ability in the film, right? Where like it was like so absurd that it was fun. It's not so absurd. It's fun. It's just kind of it's slightly slightly nostalgic, but not in a good way. Right. Right. It's not. Oh yeah, that's the seventies. It was shit. Yeah, we we, that's what we were like back then. Okay. (laughs) Wow. Three stars. Three stars. Three stars it is. Roller Boogie. Three stars. And I want to check out the voting. Uh, I I love checking this out. Let's do that. Uh, The highest demographic for voting, 5.7. And that was for females aged 18 to 29. And the lowest demographic vote is 2.9. And that is, well, that's the top 100. I'm going to go to demographics. The lowest demographic is 3.2. Yep. With, with females age 45 and over. Oh, yeah. That's people that remember this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's people that lived, that's people that lived in this. I, I would that say era. that's people that probably saw it in a movie theater. No, the, that's people that were roller skating in discos back in that time. That, too. Absolutely. 45 and over, they, 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 were, they, were, they weren't watching the film. They were living it. And now they watch this. Oh, no. Well, no. That was no. Yeah. No. No. No, no good can come of this. No, no. And, and the and the most com and the most common demographic is three hundred and four votes, with an average of three point seven, for ages thirty to forty four in general. Okay, and that's and people is, that just rem- you know vaguely remember from from their childhood to being in the age bracket of having seen the film, having roller skated and discos. Yeah. Now, usually we talk about how if it's if it's a cult film, 
Right. You'll have the most ratings at 10 and 1, and then it'll be kind of like a horseshoe. Right. And then, and then like, common films, like regular, just average films, tend to be the other way around. They, they, they can be more convex, and the highest numbers are in the middle. This is a weird one. 10 and 1 are the highest numbers, but from 10... Nine drops. Uh, ten is fifteen uh, percent of people voted. Voted ten. From ten, number uh, uh, nine star or nine yeah nine star reviews, th- four and a half, drops down to twenty one. Uh, excuse me. Fuck. 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 <laughs> uh, ten rating is at fifteen point eight. It's the second highest rating. At okay. nine, it drops down to two point five percent. Wow. Of the people voted to nine, and then it slowly builds up to number one. Okay, so it's it's. I'm saying it, it's just weird. Usually you have like like it's, it's usually like you either love it or hate it. This is either you loved it, loved it, loved it, or you hated it. <laughs> there's like nothing. It's just there's nothing in the middle between ten, uh, and one. It's weird. That's all. It's just a weird pattern for the film. That's all. I guess you know. It's not definitely not doesn't have that cult curve to it. And that was probably more boring than listening to Joey talk about box office totals. I apologize. I didn't talk about box office totals. I know. Well, I briefly mentioned it made thirteen million, but I'll give you that. No, 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 no. no. You that wasn't boring. Is I'm referring to like other episodes where it's like, oh, you know, and then if they did seventeen point five here, and then the gross for the weekend is going to be seventeen point eight, so they got to spend at least twelve, and they're going to make their money back at twenty, uh, and then and then with world totals, oh, <laughs> it's not that bad. Is it that bad? It's not that bad. It's not. It's 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 only as bad as whatever it sounded like when I just started talking about the <laughs> of the thing. Okay. You you come to your own conclusion with that, sir. I'm gonna come to the conclusion that uh, I've been shortchanged, and we should still be doing the top ten. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's time for your movie challenge. Yes, yes, yes. I'm dying for this. Now, I decided to go because the soundtrack was such a big part of this film. I decided to pick a film uh, from the soundtrack artists. The two people that worked on the soundtrack for this film, Bob Etsy and Craig Safin, or Safin. Um, I picked one of their films. Now, the film that I picked, they both worked on together. Like they did a, a like Roller Boogie, they also worked on this one film together as well. Um, now, there's just no way you're going to guess it. So... But I can give you a clue. Okay. It involves a monkey. Uh, That's all. The the film involves a monkey. Yeah. This uh, when we did the hundred thousand dollar pyramid. This was one of your films to me, and that was one of the only clues you gave me. Oh, then then why would you tell me that? Because now I'm going to get the film. Maybe. But it involves a monkey. Uh, it involves yeah, uh, people can- interested in the monkey. So it's not Cannonball Run 2. No. Um, what was my challenge? Oh, you thought it was Project X. I thought it was Project X, and then I thought it was Going Ape. And then you gave me the clue of... Doing, doing, doing. <laughs> you, you're going to challenge me to that? <laughs> Fucking A right I am. Wow, great! I have I have an excuse to watch it again. I love this film. I grew up I grew up watching this film over and over again on cable. And when I finally got a VHS copy of it, I made sure I got that transfer of the DVD. And it's the only way I have a copy of this film. Uh, die laughing. Die laughing. Rob, Robbie. 
Robbie Benson. Benson. That's right. Robbie Benson. And I remember you making me watch it with you. And I don't know why I still have it on my uh, media server. Because I just I genuinely don't like the film. But uh, I think the, the biggest reason why I challenged it to you is because I know you love it. And I know I don't. So I think it'll be a good uh, back and forth. I think it'll be uh, it'll be good radio. So, because I could have challenged you to the Exorcist Two, The Heretic, I could have challenged you to, you know, any numerous horror films like anything from Nightmare on Elm Street, um, you know, to to just there, there's so many people in here. <coughs> there's 80 stars in the film. They made tons of 80s shitty horror films. Um, I was thinking about the challenging uh, challenging you to tag the Assassination Game. <laughs> which, which I might do at a later time. I mean, you could challenge it back to me because people that are in Die Laughing are in Tag. So, um, what, what 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 would have been the link between this and Tag? Franklin, the 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 boyfriend, the one that couldn't keep it in his pants. He, oh. he, apparently he's in Tag. Oh yeah, he looks like he's in Tag. Yeah. Plus, actually, um, I think the, the wait, news- wait 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 was it wasn't Tag made for TV? No, that came out April twentieth, nineteen eighty two, in theaters. Really? Yeah, and I believe okay. there's somebody else associated with Tag. One of the actresses, I believe, is associated with Tag. Hold on, let's hmm. see. And not only does uh, Die Laughing have Robbie Robbie Benson oh, in it. The other uh the, the Craig Safin, the other music guy, he also did tag. Okay. So it, not, not only does Die Laughing have Robbie Benson, who's like the just just enigma of how he ever became as popular as he did right. in that time frame, but uh also has Bud Court. But oh yeah, you're right. The, the kid from <coughs> Harold Yeah. Oh, all right. So we're done with boogie, boogie nights there, roller boogie. Hi, no. <laughs> you did too. No, I did it on purpose. That's that's the oh, difference. Damn, <laughs> damn. Um, before we go ahead and just you know end the show and whatnot, uh, did you want to talk a little bit about James Gandolfini? No. I thought we wanted to talk a little bit about him because we were no. going to move into killing them softly. We were going to talk about uh, talk about that oh, briefly. Okay. All right. Sure. You know, as everyone probably knows by now, uh, James Gandolfini he he died yesterday uh, of a massive heart attack in Italy, and of course, I love the news where it just instead of I want polite isn't the word, but instead of maybe graciously putting on the screen that James Gandolfini has passed away, they just put Gandolfini dead. That's what they put on the screen. Gandolfini dead. It's like mm-hmm. really, we have to sensationalize that. That's really what you know. What we have to do, you fucking scumbags. But uh, anyway, he passed away in Italy, which I'm sure there's going to be plenty of. He died in the place he loved. Like, I don't care where you die. You know, dying is never a good thing. So, but anyway, uh, he was in a film. One of the last films he did uh, was Killing Them Softly. And I just had the pleasure of watching this film. Great fucking movie. 
And I could understand why it's only a 6.1 or 6.2 on IMDb, because I can definitely see people watching this film and not getting it. Not understanding mm-hmm. where the character uh, development is going, where the dialogue is coming from, and why it's being done the way it is. I can act. I, I can see people seeing this, thinking it was going to be a different film, and then go shitting on it on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. I can absolutely see it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, I went into it completely blind. I knew very little about the film, and I'm so glad I did it that way. <coughs> um. Mute, bastard. Mute. I can't mute on my end. I can mute in fucking Skype, but you don't hear it, but it's still recorded. Ah, uh, alright. It's my own fault. I should have got a glass of water. Yeah. Sorry. I'm kidding. Stop. Anyway, uh, I think what you wanted to do was talk to me about the ending, but I don't know if you wanted to talk to me about it on air. No, I uh, no, I that, that's that's the problem. It's like the one thing I really want to talk to you about. I can't talk to you about on the show because I don't want to ruin the ending. Because I love the ending, and it's not really ruining the surprise. But I think the ending ties up very nicely. It's not a surprise ending. It's just a poignant ending. Right. And I think giving away the last few lines of the film kind of robs the film of that like summation of the character. And I don't want to do that. It's a good film. It's a very. It, it really has that blood simple feel, uh, just as far as it's slow, methodical. A lot of people will probably watch it and say, "Oh, it's too slow. It's boring." Right. It, it's that kind of film. It's the wrong and way to approach that, it. The wrong way to approach right. it. And the minute you hear somebody complain about the film that way, you know it's a good movie because they just got bored with it because there's, it's so much more going on than just violence. That's right. And it's a great film. Excellent. Uh, performances even by gandolfini he's awesome and actually consider considering that gandolfini died recently it's a little poignant this character uh yeah because he I, just I, brad pitt's character is like i'm worried about you man it's like he's an alcoholic he's a sex addict mm-hmm. he's just you know doing he's not healthy eating the horrible things it just it just you're right it's this summation of almost without the mobster tie-ins and, and the contract killer tie-ins it's like yeah, I could see Gandolfini kind of living a similar lifestyle, and as far as being unhealthy and just, and you know, you, you well, don't have a heart attack I, I, at fifty-one because you're in great shape. I don't. Well, that's not necessarily. I mean, yeah, uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know where he was career-wise, but I think he was in a good in place. Para- what? I think he was in a good place, actually. But was he? But was he doing much after? I mean, was he? I don't he, know. I, I don't think know he, was he was doing. Still. He was doing the things he wanted to do. After the Sopranos, he just kind of. He he never really had a, um, a, an A list role, because I think he didn't want it. He did a lot of supporting right. stuff because I think that's what he liked. All I'm saying is that without knowing really where he was personally in his career. You could draw parallels to like that whole idea of like being tired of playing the role, being tired of doing that kind of thing, uh, just like, 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 just not, you know, being dedi- still doing it, but just not fitting in anymore. Right. Like, like the character was in the film, my f- not being able to follow <coughs> through as much. My favorite line of his, my favorite line of his in "Killing Them Softly" is when the hooker is getting paid. And he's uh, yeah. he's basically given her a talking to, and as she's leaving, and he's like, "And your ass is not a national treasure. <laughs> you are a whore." 
Uh, it's like, ah, oh, he went for a little something, something, and the whore said no. <laughs> didn't he say something like, like, like it gets like gets dark real quick because she talks back, and, and then didn't he, didn't he say something like, like most guys would have slashed her face after this a talk like that? You no, know, no, most guys would have cut her up and killed her. And he goes, kind of, I was kind of thinking of that when she came when she arrived last night. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a great movie, and and like it's. It's uh, it doesn't pull any punches. I think I it just I can't no, recommend def- it enough. I actually definitely I, check it out. I uh, when I checked after I watched it, I went back and found uh, that it was based on a novel by an author, and and ironically, I have a, one of his books on my bookshelf. So I'm I'm really looking forward to reading it now. Oh wow, cool. <laughs> yeah, I I have a backlog of books, so I, I tend to do that where somebody will mention something. Oh yeah, I have that. So I have that. <sighs> All right, so I think we're done. Good? Yeah, I think we're done. Okay. Let's go ahead and Next end week. the show. Doing, 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 doing. I, I'm uh, gonna for the show. I'm gonna do a, a, a clip montage of all the doing, doing, doings. Oh, I'm, there's a sk- smell of skunk wafting in right now. That okay? Has nothing to do with what I just Holy said. Holy mother of fucking Christ! Did a fucking skunk just get killed in front of my house? This is fucking bad. I'm sorry. Okay. I apologize for even bringing it up, but it's so strong that I... <coughs> God, it's making me fucking sick. Uh, anyway, <laughs> thank you for joining us again uh, for episode 114 of Movie Sucktastic. Uh, go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. Download all of our episodes there. You can go to iTunes.com and do the same thing. Please leave a review if you go there. You can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash moviesucktastic. You can leave us voicemail at 908-514-4470 and you can email us at themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com And, as Scott was saying before, we have a Tumblr, which is moviesucktastic.tumblr.com Correct. Ah, very nice. Uh, so that's not going to replace our website uh, like, very much like it's going to do our stranger site, but it's we got a lot of good stuff there as well, so definitely visit it. All right, everybody. I think that's it for me. What do you got, Scott? Anything? Doing, doing, doing. Yeah, I knew you were going to do that. (laughs) Doing, doing, doing. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Yeah.